It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Wednesday, November 11th edition of Locked On Dolphins. I am your host, Kyle Krabs. Today on the show... We need to react to the Preston Williams to injured reserve news that dropped this morning. I originally had something else totally planned, and then this news dropped around 9.30 a.m., so pivot we shall. Today's episode is brought to you by Pepsi. Thanks to a lack of natural athleticism or commitment or overbearing sports parents, fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% of people will ever play professional football. But instead of entering the NFL, they have joined another league the League of Football Watchers. This football season will be different, and Pepsi's here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch this season. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through any game day, because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. And we will not be watching Preston Williams in the immediate future as Miami Dolphins fans. The news breaking this morning that Miami Dolphins wide receiver Preston Williams has been placed on injured reserve by the team in the aftermath of a foot injury that resulted in him leaving Miami's spectacular 34-31 victory over the Arizona Cardinals early in the first half after scoring a touchdown. The loss is just the latest for the Miami Dolphins wide receiver room. The team traded away Isaiah Ford at the trade deadline. The team also losing running backs, Miles Gaskin and Matt Breida, for indeterminate amounts of time. The Dolphins will be challenged to pivot. This team with the young quarterback, Tua Tungavailoa, now at the helm, is going to have to readjust an already evolving offense to account for the loss of Preston Williams. What does this mean for Miami? Well, one of the things that I'm doing throughout the course of this season is I am tracking Dolphins' personnel usage, tracking snap counts, tracking and diagramming all of the plays that the Dolphins are running. And one thing that I can tell you is that the Miami Dolphins, the last three weeks of football, New York Jets, Los Angeles Rams, Arizona Cardinals, have ran 12 personnel at a much higher clip than what they were doing the first month of the season. What does that mean? That means instead of Miami's initial base for the first month of the season was 11 personnel. That's one running back, one tight end on the field. Dolphins' personnel usage for 11 personnel in the first four games of the season, 39, 46, 26, and 45. Compare and contrast that to the two tight end sets that the Dolphins were using In those same four games, 7, 12, 14, and 7. Well, we've seen the uptick begin. In week 5, the Dolphins' 11 personnel dropped to 25 snaps, and 12 personnel was up to 12, almost double of the previous week. 
Week 6 against the Jets, the Dolphins ran more 12 personnel with 20 snaps than they did 11 with 18. That trend continued in Week 8 against the Los Angeles Rams. The Dolphins ran 22 plays out of 2 tight end 12 personnel and 20 plays out of 11. I'm not completely finished the data entry and tracking and diagramming of the Arizona game at this point in time, but I can tell you the Dolphins ran 13 consecutive plays to open the game against Arizona out of two tight end, 12 personnel sets. That means one less wide receiver is on the field versus 11 personnel in favor of another tight end. That transition has already begun for the Miami Dolphins. That's the good news. And then you look at Preston Williams and what he's been able to make of his opportunities to this point in the season. And his departure will hurt, for sure. He's been targeted 35 times in eight games. He's averaging 16 yards per catch. But yet Preston Williams has only caught 51% of his targeted opportunities thus far this season. He has 18 catches on 35 receptions. This is not a statistical anomaly either. Williams caught 53% of his 60 targets last year, 32 receptions on 60 targets, before missing the second half of the season with a knee injury. So for his career, Preston Williams has been targeted 95 times and caught 50 passes. 52.6% of his targets have been caught. That conversion rate is not particularly strong. And then you look at the personnel opportunities that the Dolphins will have to mix and match and interchange, and not just, as Brian Flores said this morning, see a player go from 10 snaps a game to 60 snaps a game. This will be a community effort for the Dolphins' skill players. I would expect you'll see the Dolphins run 3 by one Mike Isecki as the isolated single receiver into the boundary, which the Dolphins have done plenty of to this point in the season. So they'll put three receivers out to the field, one receiver tight end, in this case with Mike Isecki, in a condensed split, two-point stance, approximately five yards outside of the offensive tackle. That reduced split gives you opportunities for blocking surface, gives you opportunities to work and have space if you want to run outbreaking routes which we saw Mike Kosecki have success on on a reception against the Los Angeles Rams. Plenty of room for back shoulder throws, like the one Preston Williams caught against the Cardinals on what looked like an alert out of a run game because the Cardinals had walked their safety down into the box and had an extra member in the box. And then on the field side, the more open side of the field, you have Devontae Parker. You've got Jakeem Grant. Could be Limbo and Jr., could be Malcolm Perry, could be another tight end and do 12 personnel. Could be Antonio Callaway, who's on the practice squad and now eligible to play. Plenty of flexibility for the Dolphins for how to take this in stride. And that's just working three by ones, never mind the fact that if the Dolphins stay with prominent 12 personnel, you're going to see more two tight ends, Somebody with their hand in the dirt. And if that's the case, you really only need an X and a Z receiver because your Y is going to be your tight end. Devontae Parker makes a lot of sense as your X. Your Z is traditionally your speedy receiver who can get vertical, 
take the top off the defense, create space underneath. Tua Tagovailoa has shown a really nice chemistry to this point in time with Jakeem Grant. Of course, the concern with Jakeem is the durability factor. Jakeem Grant has played in all eight games this year. He's only been targeted 24 times. But of his 24 targets, he's actually catching 75% of his targets. He's caught 18 of the 24 targets he's gotten this season. And his output, yards per target, is effectively equal to that of Preston Williams. Preston Williams averaging 8.2 yards per target this season. Jakeem Grant, 7.8 yards per target. There will be plenty of opportunities for the Dolphins to absorb this change, make it in stride. Preston Williams' departure is indefinite. We don't know how long he's going to be out. The Dolphins kind of played mum when this took place with Austin Jackson, and lo and behold, we saw Austin Jackson was back within a month. No need to hit the panic button because Preston Williams, who everybody in Dolphins Nation was pissed off at, two weeks ago because he dropped two passes into his first start against the Rams is going to miss a little bit of time. He played a good game, played a really good first half against Arizona. Four receptions on five targets for 60 yards and a score. Of course, a lot of that came away from Patrick Peterson and picking on Arizona's backup corners, which is what good coaches do. But I think there's another beneficiary to this potential shift. And I'm going to tell you about them in just a moment. Today's episode is brought to you by Axon Taser. Whenever you're away from home, taking a family road trip or getting some outdoor adventures, you need to plan for the safety of you and your family. Taser gives you the tools you need to protect yourself safely. Taser's line of non-lethal self-protection devices are small and lightweight enough to carry with you or in your glove compartment or purse. And yet they are still nonetheless powerful enough to incapacitate an attacker. Guns carry unnecessary risks for you and those around you. And even pepper spray can harm you as as much as your attacker. And it's often ineffective. Taser products are safer and easy to use. They use an electrical charge to immobilize attackers for up to 30 seconds. Allowing you time to escape and send emergency dispatch to your GPS location. Taser devices come loaded with features like laser-assisted targeting and emergency dispatch, which will send a response team to your GPS location upon firing. Taser is available without a permit in most U.S. states. You can get the Taser Pulse Plus or Taser Strike Light at taser.com with promo code NFL to save 15%. That's taser.com promo code NFL to save 15%. T-A-S-E-R.com. Restrictions apply. Please see the site for details. Hey guys, it's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line or... Could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. 
in these alternate sports realities. Dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. So who else can be a beneficiary, next man up situation uh, amid the departure of Preston Williams to injured reserve? The, the man's name is Mac Hollins, and he scored the tying touchdown against Arizona on a beautiful red zone ball on a fade. And here's the dirty little secret about Mac Hollins. Mac is currently a gunning ace for the Dolphins. His special teams play is sublime. He's a terrific coverage kick coverage option as a punt and kick gunner down the field. But Mac Hollins at North Carolina was really good as a vertical receiver. Uh, he really made waves with his ability to win down the field, win high point situations, as you saw what he put on display. Mac Hollins was a fourth round pick. Mac Hollins, in three seasons, between his redshirt, sophomore, junior, and senior seasons, caught 81 passes for 1,667 yards and 20 touchdowns in 33 games. 20.6 yards per catch. In 2015, Mac Hollins caught 30 passes for 745 yards and 8 touchdowns 24.8 yards per catch. He might not be as good in contested situations from a body control standpoint as Preston Williams, but I would venture that Mac Hollins probably has better hands than Preston Williams at this point in time. And Mac Hollins is probably a better athlete than Preston Williams. He might not be as proficient as a route runner, But if Tua Tungabailoa has been able to establish chemistry with Mac Hollins with what his reps were in preseason, in training camp, and throughout the first month of the season at practice, Mac Hollins could seamlessly step into the role that Preston Williams is going to leave vacant with his departure in time on injured reserve. Former fourth-round pick, Mac Hollins was once thought so highly of that he was drafted 118th overall in the 2017 NFL Draft by the Philadelphia Eagles. He can do this. He can step into this role. Preston Williams is averaging five targets a game, approximately. You put Mac Collins out there in the red zone, and Mac Collins has been the guy who, when the Dolphins go 22 personnel, and they want to get physical with you, Mac Hollins is the only wide receiver that's on the field when the Dolphins run 22 personnel. I know this because I've charted every play the Dolphins have run offensively this season. So when they are intent on getting physical and going big, Mac Hollins is out there. He can be plenty physical. I think he's a better athlete than Preston Williams. Not as refined, But if the chemistry is there with the quarterback, you can cover for lack of polish a fair amount. So let's say Mac Hollins, because Mac Hollins offensively 
uh, has not been getting a lot of snaps for the Dolphins. Look at Preston Williams' usage. 56, 61, 35, 43, 40, 40, 44, 17 before he got hurt. You add into consideration uh, what Jakeem Grant has been able to contribute offensively from a snaps production thus far this season. Jakeem Grant, 33 offensive snaps, 10, 8, big regression, 28, 14, 20, 16, 29. Big bump in his snaps offensively with the injury to Preston Williams in the second half of this game against Arizona. Mac Hollins, again, not somebody who commanded a lot of offensive snaps. 3, 1, 3, 2, 10, 3, 2, 17. This is the answer. Matt Collins is going to take 15 snaps. It's much like when the Dolphins lost to Von Godchow. We said, oh my goodness, this is a big loss up front. What are we going to do? Well, it's a little bit more on the plate of Christian Wilkins. It's a little bit more on the plate of Zach Seiler. It's a little bit more on the plate of Raekwon Davis. And Benito Jones is going to come in and he's going to pick up the scraps and he'll take 8 to 10 snaps a game. With Preston... It's good that the Dolphins' offense was already trending towards more 12 personnel. We talked about that earlier in the show. But now, you think another 15 snaps for Jakeem Grant. Another 15 snaps for Mac Hollins. Lynn Bowden Jr. Or Malcolm Perry, whoever they want to call upon on any given week to be that other player. 10 to, t- 10 to 15 snaps. And those snaps are accounted for, and now your targets just have to go somewhere else. The ways that they used Preston Williams and how he was targeted, I got no problem using Mack Holland in the exact same situation. Ideally, we find a way to get Mike Isecki a little bit more involved in the offense. I feel like a blow-up game is coming for him. He had the clutch catch uh, there to kickstart the game-winning field goal drive in a contested target on a deep corner out. Tua put it out there for him, and he, he caught the ball with a defender draped on his back, pulling him down by his horse collar. Miami's going to be fine. We knew Miami's skill players weren't good before the season. We talked about that uh, ahead of the 2020 NFL Draft. We talked about that all summer. How good are the Dolphins' skill players to tailor to what Tua Tagovailoa does well? The answer has been, meh. Do we wish maybe we'd have held on to Isaiah Ford now? Yeah, maybe. The insurance and depth would have been greatly appreciated, and Isaiah Ford would have taken those routes or some of those reps. But Jakeem Grant's way more dynamic than Isaiah Ford. Matt Collins is way bigger than Isaiah Ford. Matt Collins is 6'4, 220. And Lynn Bowden Jr. is more shifty than, than Isaiah Ford. So. Each one of the other guys, maybe they're not as refined or as pro-ready or as savvy as Isaiah Ford. Isaiah Ford might have the best hands out of this group. But each one of these other guys brings something to the table from a traits and physical perspective that Isaiah Ford wasn't going to provide you. So, yes, the news this morning unsettling, oh my goodness, rookie quarterback, two or three rookie starters on the offensive line, down their number one and number two running backs, down their number two wide receiver, I get it. But if you look at where the direction of the Dolphins' offense has already been going before this injury, they've already been transitioning to less 
three wide receiver sets, more 12 personnel, which was a campaign that we had early in the season. Remember, if you listen to Locked On Dolphins all season, more 12 personnel, more 12 personnel. Gives you more flexibility, gives you more diversity, especially when one of them is Mike Gusecki. Mike Gusecki, now if the Dolphins want to go three by one instead of putting Preston Williams out there by himself or Devontae Parker out there by himself, you can still do it with Devontae. But Mike Gusecki can now be that outside ISO receiver to the boundary. And he might give you better results from a run-blocking perspective than what Preston Williams would. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And when I tell you these things are delicious, I mean it. I am hooked on Built Bars. They have 18 different flavors. My, my education background is in exercise science. So fairly in tune to what I put in my body and trying to stay healthy and working. Everybody's got their vices. And if you're going to have a vice, you might as well have one that's as good for you as what Built Bar is too. Built Bar, we're talking 200 calories per bar, up to 20 grams of protein per bar, one-seventh the grams of carbs and sugar of your typical protein bar. And as I said, it's delicious. So whether you're looking for something post-workout, quick breakfast on the go, snack throughout the course of the day, you name it, Built Bar can fill that void for you. So visit BuiltBar.com, use promo code Locked On, and you could save 20% off your next order. That's BuiltBar.com, promo code Locked On to save 20% off your next order. Find out what all the fuss is about for yourself. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. So I had this whole sick show planned today, uh, talking about the Dolphins' defense. (laughs) And then the Preston Williams news happened. So obviously, we are not going to get too into the weeds on the defensive side of the football against the Arizona Cardinals. But I did work through the defensive tape last night uh, and was really impressed uh, on a number of different fronts, including the coaching staff and the players at some point, like, you just got to remember the guy on the other side of the ball gets paid, too. And there were a number of instances and occasions uh, last night when, as I'm watching this Week 9 defensive tape of, of Dolphins versus Cardinals where the Dolphins had the perfect play called. The One of the fourth down conversions that saw Kyler on the zone read and keep and scramble for 15, 20 yards, whatever it was. That was one of those instances where the Dolphins played it perfectly. Linebacker Kyle Vannoy, perhaps if you were going to come up with a critique, maybe you would have liked to have seen him press a little tighter uh, to the inside gap as he filled. But the way the Dolphins did this exchange, and they washed down uh, to, to kind of collapse the the point of attack, and this alley opens up for Van Noy to run in on Murray. Unless you were hoping Kyle Van Noy was going to run 4-3-5 to get there quicker, it was all perfect. But Kyler made the play because he's a special athlete. 
And that's one of those instances where, yes, Arizona scored 31 points, but as you're watching Kyler just kind of break the laws of physics against you and some really good play calls and some really good positioning by your defense, you got no regrets. That's why Kyler Murray was the number one overall pick in the draft. But I do want to tip the cap to guys like Raquan Davis and Zach Sealer, and Kyle Van Noy and Elan and Roberts. And I thought these guys played good football games uh, against a team that that had plenty of success. Um, the statistic that I saw, I believe it came from Michael Lopez, was the probability of the Arizona Cardinals converting a third or fourth down handoff for a first down after this week was 75%. Running plays on third and fourth down, Cardinals probability based on what they've done the first half of the season, 75% odds that they were going to convert that for a first down. The Dolphins, by the way, sixth worst in the league, 56%. So how ironic is it that with a game on the line, the Cardinals ran a run play on fourth and one, tied 31-31, and Zach stuffs it up, and the Dolphins make the play. And then, after the missed field goal, the Dolphins are facing third and one at midfield, trying to kill the clock, and a run play converts. It was a sneak, not a handoff, but nevertheless a run play converts for a first down to kill the game. Pretty cool stuff. Uh, Elan and Roberts, still limited in coverage. You know, you're, you're never necessarily going to get a star three-down linebacker there. But against the Rams and against the Cardinals, he has layeth the smacketh down on blockers and blown up the mesh point. He did it again to Arizona on a looping fill. Uh, they tried to power lead. Uh, it was It's like what Miami does with their counter game. Uh, where they'll pull the backside guard to kick out the man on the line of scrimmage. They'll run the tight end across the set who's off the ball as if they were going to do split zone, but it becomes a power concept because you have the lead uh, guard pulling as well. Well, you got Jason Strobridge out on the field, and he stacks up the right tackle and creates a, a stalemate. Kyle Van Noy is unblocked off the edge of the line of scrimmage, and he steps down and reduces so that this guard doesn't create this big gap. And Elan and Roberts kind of, he's cross-keying, keys that tight end coming across the set and kind of loops his way in. And when he decides he's going to stick his face in this guy's numbers, he blew him back three yards. And Chase Edmonds runs directly into the back of his blockers. He has to bubble and spill him because the edge was set so firm from Van Noy, Edmonds has to bubble way to get outside. And it's a gain of zero because at that point, Byron Jones is able to get his eyes back in playing man coverage to come back and step up and fill the edge and Van Noy scrapes flows and helps kill the play. The run defense outside of Kyler breaking your angles and breaking the game. Run defense was really good against Arizona. Dolphins should be very proud of their effort on that front. I'll save the rest of the All-22 observations for tomorrow. But just know they're coming. I'm excited for them. I'm excited to finish some of the data entry so I can give you guys some updated numbers as far as Dolphins personnel usage offensively. But uh, things are looking really, really good for this Dolphins football team over the next four weeks. The schedule, the way that they're playing right now, 
yes, the loss of Preston Williams is something to monitor, but it's no reason to hit the panic button because the Dolphins' offense was already evolving, and it will continue to evolve. And it's a next-man-up mentality, and the Dolphins have several other components that can divvy up those snaps and make sure this offense continues on without a hitch. Kyle Krabs, Locked On Dolphins. Thanks, as always, for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed today's show. we got two more this week, so hit subscribe, come on back, and keep it locked in right here on Locked On Dolphins. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.